Welcome to the Healthpreneur Podcast. My name is Uriel Kaim, former professional soccer player turned health crusader, New York Times bestselling author, and business strategist and coach for visionary health entrepreneurs. Each week, I'm bringing you inspiring conversations with remarkable health and fitness entrepreneurs who've gone from struggle to success and are now doing big things in this world with the hope that our conversation will help you stay on track and build your business so that your genius can impact more lives, no matter what life throws your way. Thanks for joining me today, and before we get started, remember that you can grab a free copy of my new book, Health Profit Secrets, to discover the four secrets to helping you turn your expertise for health or fitness into a successful business online that makes you more money, frees up your time, and impacts thousands, even millions of people all around the world. Simply go to healthpreneurbook.com to get your free copy today. And with that said, let's get to today's show. This is episode 26. Welcome to the Healthpreneur Podcast. Yuri L. Kim with you. What's up? Hope you're having a great day. Today is another solo round, another sermon, if you will. Today we're talking about the magic of staying lean. And if you hear any background noise, it might be my little guy, Oscar, who's actually my big guy. He's like, you know, almost seven now. It's crazy. Uh, he's home sick from school today, so he's playing Lego in the next room. So if you hear any stuff going on, that's what's happening. So I hope you're doing great. I hope you had a chance to listen to the last episode with Jason Phillips. Uh, amazing stuff with what he's doing with his nutrition certification program. And, and we just had really cool discussions about the reality of business and a lot of the, the shiny object nonsense. Check out that episode if you missed it. It's awesome. All right. So today we're talking about the magic of staying lean. And I want to start by giving you some food for thought, literally. So most of us listening to this are in the health, fitness, and wellness business. And I think a lot of us have a very similar approach when it comes to food. I think if you're like myself, you probably tell your, your audience, your clients, when you eat better quality food, you need less of it. Correct? So why not the same thing in business? And I'm going to elaborate on that in a second, because here's the thing, what I've noticed in my personal experience and seeing a lot of other businesses and working with a lot of other entrepreneurs is that there's often a lot of wastage in many businesses, especially as they grow. So when I ask you, you know, if we can eat better quality food, we need less of it in business. How can we reduce the wastage? And I'll show you an example, and actually I'll give you the solution to that in just a couple moments. But I want to share with you a little story here first. So uh, it's public. It's, this is not private, so it's, it's public news that uh, Rodale, who's my publisher of my last two books, they actually put up uh, a statement saying that you know we're looking for buyers, we're looking for people to buy the company. And this was in, I think, the summer of 2000, of this year, I think, 2017. And initially, it kind of shocked me. I was like, wow, this is, this is like one of the biggest publishers in the world. They do Men's Health, Women's Health, Prevention Magazine. All the biggest diet books, for the most part, are coming out of Rodale. And I was like, that's, that's, that's really interesting. So what they've talked about is, uh, very openly in, in their press conferences, is that they've had a lot of challenge the last, well, <laughs> the last 10 years as everything has moved online, right? So they've had a challenge of, of really balancing the digital and print side of their business. And because forever they were like literally a mail delivery, like in your inbox, in your mailbox type of direct mail company, right? So they would send out those, those 
postcard flyers or you would go to the bookstore or a magazine shop and you'd see men's health and then inside there'd be one of those postcards to subscribe to 12 issues and you'd mail it in that was their business that was their bread and butter and then everything shifted online and they've had a tough time uh, i guess i don't I, again i don't know the back end financials of the company but i can only imagine what is going on because one of the things that i've recognized is in my health and fitness business we had a lot of bloating a lot of i'm not going to call it wastage but we had a lot of extra fluff in terms of personnel in our company that especially on the editorial side so when we're talking about our blog and our content development we had a whole team of about five to six people there and when we started to look at our payroll i was like wow that is a large payroll just for that now and these people were amazing and they're dear friends and i love them dearly but we again business is business and if you're not seeing the profits you you want to see you're not going to be in business very long as rodale is a prime example so when i looked at my business then i thought okay well if that's just my business you know a tiny tiny fish in this you know pond of you know compared to a company like rodale and i consider rodale and looking at how many people they have doing what seems to be redundant tasks you have a, a senior editor junior editor editor in chief editor of the editor under editor proofreader i'm like what are all these people doing and i look at this and i'm like that's a lot of wastage i really believe there's a lot of wastage in these businesses where they have a lot of people who don't need to be there and what i want to challenge you with today is that i have nothing wrong with growing a team because again the bigger the dream the bigger the team needs to be absolutely and if you really want to have great results and accelerate your success surrounding yourself with amazing people is one of the only like proven ways to do that really really it is with that said there needs to be discretion there needs to be attention to detail when you're hiring when you're looking to bring people in and what i've recognized in my years is that people who i initially thought were a plus players turned out to be b players and that's my fault that's my fault in terms of jumping the gun hiring people too quickly without having clear direction as to what they were going to do, what they were responsible for, what they were accountable to, and what success looks like for both them and the company. So I want to give you a little exercise to help you avoid that from happening. But before I get there, I want to talk about the scaling scam. The scaling scam is, again, something I've recognized in our business and in a lot of businesses in our space where people continue to talk about like, you know, yeah, we're going to grow to 10 million, then 100 million. We want to go bigger and bigger and all this stuff. And again, I've, I'm definitely guilty of doing that. I've even said with Healthpreneur, our mission is to help a billion people on the planet. How are we going to do that? I honestly have no clue. But if I, <laughs> if I can help influencers like you become better at getting your message out and building a more profitable bit more profitable business then you're going to impact more people and collectively we're all going to win but the scaling scam is understanding that being true to ourselves and really asking ourselves why are we scaling like why do we really want to scale why do we want to go to 10 million from 1 million do we really know what's involved because what happens is there's this growth curve and there's a lot of growing pains that happen as you're building a business. 
So the sweet spot, to be very honest with you, for a lot of businesses is between, you know, 250000 to almost $2 million in revenue. That's a really, it's a nice sweet spot in terms of you have good cash flow, you have a good lifestyle, and you're impacting people in a, in a pretty profound way, which is great. But then I don't know if it's human ego or whatever it is. We we just we want to we want to grow. We want and that's fine. Growth is necessary. It's part of the it's it's part of being human, right? It's part of the journey. So we want to go from two million to ten million. Then we all you know set this goal. Okay, let's go to ten million. But all of a sudden we run into some roadblocks. There's this gap from two to five million, even two to ten million. To be very honest with you, that whole gap there is a massive, massive learning curve. And if you don't, it's like having kids. You don't know what you're getting into until you have them. And once you've gone down that path, what ends up happening a lot of times, and this has happened for me, is that you get to the top of the mountain and you look around and you're like, you know what? I don't actually want to be on top of this mountain. I'll share another little story with you. A couple of years ago, I was at a, at a at a coaching mastermind group that I was part of, and one of my friends at the time, who's a very well-known, successful person in our space, I'm not going to mention her name, um, she was saying that they did about $10 million in revenue in the previous year, but she was really frustrated because they had little to no profit. And I thought to myself, you did $10 million in revenue, but you have little to no profit to show for this? And that really, really got an alarm set off in my head. I'm like, what's the point? What's the point of like, faking it of of showing everyone how successful you are and and reporting revenue which really doesn't matter by the way it's it's really what what you have in the bank cash profit that makes the difference at the end of the day and we're all just kind of you know bathing in these superficial nonsense what i call vanity metrics whether it's revenue or website traffic or numbers that make us look successful on the outside but deep down when we kind of pull back the curtains and look at the business, the business owner, the CEO, you know, the high-level people at the, at the company, they're they're stressed, right? They're they are swimming hard under the surface of the water to keep things afloat. And so, you know, this year I had an epiphany. I was like, you know, what's the point? What's the point? When is enough enough? When is enough enough? Why go to ten million if you're at two? Why? Is it because you really want to impact people or is it because you want to make more money supposedly? But again, just because you're making 2 million now, let's say and your profit is 500,000, it doesn't mean you're going to have two or 3 million profit at $10 million in revenue because the nature of the business changes. You have to bring in all sorts of new people, whole new infrastructure. It changes the game. People are important, but what I'm going to challenge you with is when you are looking to bring people on your team, hire slow, fire fast, and only settle for A-plus players. It really, really is as simple as that. You can replace three to four people with one unbelievable A-plus player. And I would encourage you to pay that person well. Maybe not right out of the gates. You know, Give them one project to work on. See how they perform. If they exceed your expectations, then great. Bring them on. But the problem is when we start to bring people into our company who can just fill in the gaps, like, hey, I just need you to do this for a while, and then they end up sticking around for way too long, and three years down the road, you're like, oh, man, I mean, man, I gotta let this person go, but this is gonna be a tough conversation. And so the question we always wanna be asking ourselves is, knowing what I know now, would I hire this person again? 
knowing what I know now, would I do this again? And so always using our wisdom and experience to retrospectively look at our business and to really be honest with how we want to grow things. So yes, surround yourself with great people, but I would really encourage you to stay as lean as possible for as long as possible until it hurts, until it hurts and becomes an absolute necessity to bring another person in. Because unless you're, you know, uh, an anomaly like Thrive Market and you grew to 500 people in the space of like no time and you've just grown so fast, most of our businesses are not growing at that rate where we can't handle with a small team most of the deliverables. So I want to give you a really cool exercise to help you identify how you can find these people and identify really how you can get stuff off your plate that you don't enjoy doing. Because at the end of the day, let me just go back to the scaling scan for a second. Is here's And I talked about this at Healthpreneur Live, which by the way, if you want to join us at our next Healthpreneur Live event, it's September 20th to 23rd in Scottsdale, Arizona. You can go over to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash live to request an application or request an invitation. It's by application only. It's already filled up uh, pretty nicely, so not much time left. Anyways, one of the things I shared on stage was this, this growth curve, right? Is And I may have mentioned this before, is we start off in our business as a trainer, nutritionist, you know, expert, right? So we're a great artist. We're the technician. We're doing the stuff, the, the content and delivery, sharing our expertise, and that's how it starts. Then as the business grows, you know, into the couple hundred thousand, we start becoming more of an operator where we have to start doing a lot more of the stuff, right? Building out funnels, doing all the, all the little things that, you know, really don't jazz, like really jazz us up all that much. The company grows a little bit more and eventually we become the CEO, right? The corporate executive CEO, the head of the company, the entrepreneur, thinking of the company, the business as an investment vehicle now, looking at ways where we can work on the business, not so much in the business, building systems and looking at separating ourselves from all the stuff we're doing. And that's all important stuff. But then we hit this point that I call the existential business crisis, where you get to a point in your business and it's, let's say, a couple million dollars in revenue or maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue. And you're looking at what you're doing and you're miserable. You hate your business because you've become so far disconnected from what you loved doing in the first place, which was just sharing your knowledge, being the technician. So understand that if you're going to scale, you don't have to be the CEO of your company. If all you want to do is share content, just be honest about that. Just be like, here's what I want to do. I just want to connect with our customers. I just want to create content. I just want to shoot videos. And surround yourself with people or one or two people or a person that can take on the growing side of your business to move forward. So to help you get more clarity on this, I have this exercise called the four quadrant exercise. So here's how it, here's how it works. If you have a sheet of paper, you may want to take this out and and draw this out. If you're walking or driving or riding your bike, you can just mentally do this and then do it afterwards. So think about drawing four quadrants. Okay, So you've got a sheet of paper, just draw a line down the middle, and then just draw a line across that line. So we've got four quadrants. Bottom right quadrant is entitled Stuff I Hate Doing. (laughs) It's pretty straightforward. This is all the stuff you really, like at at the core, you can't stand. For me... Editing is that one thing. And this this could be a big list. This could be like laundry. This could be editing. This could be whatever it is you want. It could be personal business. It's, you'll see why this, this matters in a second. 
So for me, editing is one of the worst things I could ever spend my time doing. I've got an article that's an unbelievable 5,000 word article. It's going up, it's supposed to be going up on a very, very popular website uh, seven months ago. It was actually supposed to go up seven months ago and um, it's still not up. It's actually in my inbox with about the 10th friggin' revision back and forth with this website, with these, with these people. It's crazy. I don't even want to, I don't even want to. I don't even want to touch it. It just, it's driving me crazy. It's been more back and forth with them than writing a published book. And so for me, I've delayed this whole process seven months because of all the back and forth editing. So that's just to give you an idea of how much I hate editing. So you can see how the passion kind of bubbles up there. That's the stuff you want to write down in that bottom right quadrant. Bottom left quadrant is stuff I dislike. So this is a, you know, a notch down from the hate. It's stuff that, you know, it's, you don't, there's no like, energetic like oh my god i can't stand this it's stuff that you're you don't like doing but it's not stuff that you absolutely hate so it's kind of between the hates and stuff that you're okay doing so it's stuff i dislike to do so that might be again i don't i don't know for you it might be looking at financials it might be um you know writing whatever it is for you you want to write that stuff down in this left quadrant Top left is what I call your unique genius, spelt Y-O-U-nique genius. You can TM that bad boy. Here, you're looking at one to three activities, one to three things that you do that energize you, that you could do for the end of, until the end of time, and that you do better than anyone else. So for me, that's communicating, like sharing my content slash teaching slash selling, in this medium, whether it's just basically the spoken word. So if it's on video or audio, that's what I love doing. And that's why I have this podcast. Second thing for me is strategizing, right? And that's pretty much about it. And then it's obviously delivery. So the teaching, the speaking, communication is all kind of one thing. And then it's strategy. And so I'm pretty much focused on two things, strategy and delivery of communication. That's all I want to do in the spoken word. So what are the one or two, maybe three things that you do amazingly well that you can do for the end of time and it would totally energize you? Finally, on the top right is the final quadrant and it's what I call the danger zone. This is where you start getting into trouble and that's why I call it the danger zone because as you grow your business, as you're wearing all the hats, you start developing skill sets that you need to develop to build your business, especially if you're growing things in a bootstrapping fashion. But... The danger zone is comprised of activities that you've become dangerously good at in order to grow your business, but these are things that don't really jazz you up. So for me, copywriting is an example of that. I love copywriting. I think it's super important to master. Like you have to understand the basics of direct response and practice it because if you don't, it doesn't matter if you're sharing this stuff on video or, 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 or in written word, you have to understand the elements that go into direct response and influence and all that stuff. But to sit down and write a sales letter for me is like, oh man, it's not something I really enjoy doing, but I've done a lot of it because I've had to over the years. But here's the danger. So the danger zone is what you become really good at, but that you don't want to do too much of. And it's the stuff that just kind of like, oh, you procrastinate on, it sucks the life out of you to some degree. And this, these activities become the key hires in your company. So if you don't like copywriting, you hire someone who does. And all they do is write and copyright and all that stuff, right? If you don't like doing operations or if you don't like managing people, that's the danger zone that you've had to build up over time. That's what you hand off. You you get someone who's a project manager, operations person, you have them do that stuff. So 
Do this exercise. I'm telling you, it is so clarifying that you'll you'll get your list of things you hate doing, dislike doing, your danger zone, and the one or two, three things you're amazing at doing. Once you have that, what I would suggest is at a very minimum level, you're looking at a virtual assistant or someone at a low pay rate to take on the hate and dislike stuff. Okay, that's simple stuff like, hey, can you edit these videos? Can you edit this article? Can you edit this transcript? That's simple. You don't have to spend a, you know a six figures on that type of person. Top right, danger zone, those are the key hires in your company. These are the key A-plus players that you want to spend a good amount of time vetting and making sure they are the right fit for your company. Because if you get these people on board, man, they will they will make your life so much easier and your business will move like it'll just be like a knife going through butter, like no problems, okay? So that's a really cool little exercise that I think will really help you out. So again, I want to just finish off by leaving you with a question to think about is why do you want to scale? And again, there's nothing wrong with growing and it's rather growing or we're dying. But I want to leave you with another notion is with Healthpreneur, we really believe in scaling by going deeper, not wider. Think about that. Instead of impacting 10 million people, what if you impacted 1,000 people 10 times better, 10 times more deeply, 10 times more intimately? Is there anything wrong with that? Maybe you could charge more money. You could have a more fulfilled business by really connecting with these people who you actually know. Anyways, something to think about. And then with that said, who do you need on the bus to help you make that happen? All right. So those are your kind of questions to ponder for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. So I've enjoyed obviously delivering this message to you because it's something I really believe in. And, you know, over the course of, uh, you know, we, we had a team, I think, at our peak of about 13, 14 people. And now we're down to like five. Like we've, in terms of our health and fitness business with Healthpreneur, we're basically about four, well, three core people and then a few ancillary. So a handful of people. And we're going to grow that a little bit but we still want to be very cognizant of what we're doing. So anyways, that's all for today's episode. If you have enjoyed this, I'd love to hear your comments. You can always grab the show notes and all that good stuff over on the blog, healthpronergroup.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 26, I believe, I think I mentioned, The Magic of Staying Lean. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on iTunes. And finally, if you haven't grabbed the Health Profit Secrets book, please do so today. We are running low on copies and we'll, um, I mean, obviously I think we'll likely order some more, but I don't know when that's going to happen. So grab your copy if you haven't done so already. I've literally covered the cost for you. It's a physical book. I'm sending it to you. Uh, I've covered the cost of the book. I'm just asking you to cover a couple dollars in shipping. I think that's pretty fair, right? Inside the book, you're going to discover four underlying secrets that all successful online health businesses have in common. And honestly, not just online, just health fitness businesses in general. And um, you'll also get a scorecard inside that book that'll help you score where you're at in these four areas. It's very, very eye-opening and very, very helpful. So that's over at healthpreneurbook.com. So there we go. Thank you so much for taking the time for joining me. It's been a lot of fun as always. Continue getting out there, serving people, growing your business, impacting lives. Continue to be great, do great, and I will see you in our next episode.